0: Hello and welcome to the Thomson Way podcast with Matt Lucas, number 14 or 13B. We've got some questions, right? OK,
1: so let's, hope, let's go to the mail. Let's delve <laughs> into the mailbox that's in. It's Hello there. <laughs> in. Hello, let's delve for the mail. Oh, here's one. Oh, here's one from... Um, here's one from Dave Valentine. I'd love to hear any backstage stories of Matt Lucas and shooting stars from Reese Thomas to Boy we've done that, haven't we?
0: Yeah, we sort of <laughs> talked a little bit about, about <laughs> it. Let's throw that one back. But
2: um, let's try and think backstage. Well, All, all I would say is that, is that and it's obviously you can't really tell this story without using a, a very rude word, but um, uh, I remember getting into my romper suit and I would always stand in the wings just waiting to go on and just trying to psych myself up into being George Dawes and all this sort of stuff. And Bob would often walk past me and it was like the last thing... Just before the show started, he would just sometimes whisper in my ear, Oh, you look alright, Cond. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just remember, I remember the horrible thing was when Shooting Stars sort of came back, the first time it came back, so like 2000, 2001, the around that time. The BBC Three... Yeah, time, the BBC yeah. Three time, mm. and when when uh, Will Self was on it, mm. and it re- used to record at at TV Centre in the studio next to Top of the Pops, mm. and I would have to walk through a crowd of sort of cool ish teenagers mm. um, to get to the 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 studio we were in, and so I would be dressed as George does, just as a giant <laughs> baby, like walking past all these kids, it just. They would just give me the kind of the most sort of dismissive looks. And mm. I remember, I remember the, the two things happening. One was a girl going, looks attractive. <laughs> like that to me. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I'm not on top of the pop, so I don't really have the same agenda <laughs> as you. But the other thing was that I'd met a guy in Heaven Nightclub and got off with him. Mm. And we were going to, like, maybe this model, this mixed-race model. Um, and and uh, this was, I mean, God, years ago. And, and he was, like, super hot. And, and then he'd done that thing that sometimes people do, is they just disappear. And they're like, oh, sorry, I lost my phone. And then, OK, mm. you're not really keen anymore. But I sort of held a bit of a candle for him. Did you sometimes write down you to hold, the set? No, 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 no not, not at all. But sometimes you hold a candle for people that you're not that crazy on. But just because it's a bit unresolved, mm. you still hold a bit of a candle for them. Do you know mm. what I'm talking about? Mm. Um, you boys entrenched in your long-term... <laughs> <service>. <laughs> but, but I still sort of slightly held a candle for this guy. And then... He was working on top of the pops, and then I sort of saw him, and I was dressed in a fucking
0: romper suit, and they I could not, not feel really any legs. Sexy. <laughs> but on. it's really weird that thing, though, because I've been out filming on location with a giant fake head on. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm talking what four foot. foot. It was for Blunder, I think. Oh yeah, it's four oh, foot. Oh, I remember right. that teacher. Four foot across. It's was was huge. It a yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, yeah, <laughs> I saw some of Blunder. Oh yeah. But I was—I had to go because it was so big. I couldn't go in a minibus to get to. The location, I had to go in, a, they had to get a sports car for me. Oh, yeah. A soft top. Yeah, yeah. So I was driven around it. But I was, clearly it was a fake head. It's clearly, I, I know I'm wearing a fake head. Yeah. But people still pick on you as if you don't know it's there and you're an idiot for having it on your head. But it's so obvious that I know it's there and I've chosen to do it as part of, for some reason. I'd never understood that weird thing of, oh, you look like an idiot. You go, well, of course I do. I know I do. Exactly. That's why I'm dressed like that. I'm dressed odd. as an idiot for effect and money. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and when this is on TV, <laughs>
1: then who looks like an idiot? <laughs> yeah, well, sadly, liberal, sadly, sadly, the show didn't do that well, so it wasn't really
0: worth it. Yeah, as it turned out, those children that laughed at me were correct. I shouldn't have bothered putting the big Thank you for on.
2: having <laughs> both the first and last laugh. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> when I... Oh, yeah, I was just this thinking about... like that. being on... I'm glad. This is like being on Saturday Superstore. <laughs> when I was... I remember... Any questions?
1: My, I remember I told you my story with Mike Smith, saying fuck off and run. You've and said like, it on here several times. Yeah. I, I yeah, know. no, I've heard the there.
2: story on the podcast. On the podcast, oh. yeah,
1: but I'd like to say it to you, just because you were there. I can't remember anything. about we'll fuck I remember, off and run. Yeah, fuck off and run. Yeah. I, remember, I, I remember having, I remember t- uh, um, 9-11 happening while we were doing shooting stars. Yeah, and then we cancelled it. We cancelled it that night, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ross McGregor's no, giving...
2: No, 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 hang on a minute. No, we did it, and no one oh. came. Well, there, there's one we cancelled, uh, Princess Diana died and w- in 97 and we cancelled the Shooting Stars.
1: That's right. And, and then... we cancelled Fast Show as well. Cause we and then it. there's...
2: Did we cancel a, a, a 9-11 or we...
1: I think we did it that night because I remember my girlfriend, my new girlfriend came that night to see it. And we were like, oh, should we do it? And mm. you know, it's like, oh, it's America. So it was that kind of... A- Genuinely, that attitude was going around. Mm. Well, Br- 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 now, I really just, knew at that point well, yeah. how bad it was. Let's just say that. What was it?
2: The Night of... of- it happened. I'm sure it happened
1: that afternoon. We did a show that night. We yeah. definitely
2: didn't do a show the night of two th- uh, of nine eleven. We definitely didn't do a it show. It happened that night. at lunchtime. But we break. might have. We definitely didn't. But we might have done a
0: show the next night. Okay, I think, I think maybe it was cancelled
1: then. We did it the following
0: night. Well, the day weird, the day after Princess Diana, I, we went and shot sketches ourselves in Essex. You just yeah. had a day off. It was quiet. Did you feel like you were, or didn't really want to do comedy? that We day? went out. I thought we'd be you, fine. We you kind were quite of young though. Young. You? We kind of thought, oh, she's not oh, going work out and do it. And then <laughs> it was so eerily quiet outside. We no, tried to film something, it. What and what then was it was weird. Didn't I didn't mean, work. Honestly, I like, we honestly. I'd really
1: be honest with you. That morning when that happened, you know, everyone. Of course, everyone. I wasn't like oh. We weren't like, oh, we're going I think to we be ended crazy. up just
0: going to the pub. We just went out because we thought, oh, it's weird. Let's go out and see what the world is like today. Seriously, it felt a bit like that. We went to a field, shot half a sketch. No one was very funny. We all got back in the car and went to the pub and just quite. See, those were the days we do not do it anymore, because these were the days we used to do the
1: same thing. I remember I talked to you about you used to do. You, I remember you telling me a long time ago, mm-hmm. I remember we said we would do lots of filming and film sketches, and you, you wouldn't do that. You'd stop doing that kind of thing because you would do it, you'd moved on to, at that point to actually writing stuff and being in things. And what you do miss out on is the way that like, bands will jam, as they call it, mm. and they'll kind of put the cap in and they'll mm. record
2: stuff. Yeah, so well, I toured with Blur as their support act in 1995, and I remember being just slightly disappointed that no one ever just picked up a guitar for fun. Right. right. You know, it he was work done, yeah. And in fact, Elton John, I've been to like some of his houses, I know it sounds terribly grand, but I have, <laughs> and he doesn't have pianos in them.
0: He mm. the rights
2: like. in the studio yeah but
1: that was interesting because i was saying because i remember the talking there's one where but...
2: there's one where he's got a piano but the other ones i've been to he doesn't have them no because oh, yeah. i was asking about to queen about like you know
1: they never ever wrote ever wrote songs on tour because they were touring It was like the holiday in a way
0: nothing Is a you two you know on john you know queen very well it's something i've always wanted to know if you're that good a musician do they all keep practicing all of the time
2: they don't need to, do they? Well, they, should, they just
0: keep playing anyway.
2: I think, you know, if you're Elton John, you probably do 200 gigs a year. So you're just always, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's your, your practice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, yeah like, uh, if you're in Les Miserables, you're probably not having that many singing lessons because you are singing mm. eight shows a week. Mm. But you still, you might have some. If, yeah. you, if, you need, if you need to learn a different type of singing for a specific reason, mm. you know, if you have to learn a gospel song or something like that, mm. you'd, then you'd have a lesson. Because it's different technique. Yeah, but yeah. Generally, you wouldn't. Is it Elton Johnson in Las Vegas doing stuff? I think so he, he has a show called the Million Dollar Piano, and he. But he's not there all year round. I think he does. I think he does fifty gigs a year. He'll sort of do five lots of ten. I remember that. So he, something he, like yeah. that. Does yeah. he mainly live in England? So he lives. He has a place in Atlanta, or had a place in Atlanta. But I think he spends now most of his time in Los Angeles. I think in a house because he now has two children. Yeah. So he's a little more settled mm. now. In
0: the place. Um, I need to say that the guy who sent me the question about the Vic and Bob sitcom was called Chairman Blau. Right. Okay. We didn't mention that. I've been getting sent some um, career advice by Rob McGregor. It's not really a question. He just says that I should put Down Terrace and Neverland down on my credits instead of Alleg. So that's kind, kind nice of it, me well, that he's, he's being nice and nasty at the same time. <laughs> yeah.
2: What was the first one? Um, no, what was the first credit?
0: Down first credit was Down Terrace. I don't, I
2: can't think of. It's
0: really is. small. It's good film. It's a small budget one that I did recently. That um, the guys, the guys called uh, Ben, ben Wheatley. Wheatley.
2: Oh yeah, Ben Wheatley. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, so, so I hear lots Sightseas and lots Sears of now. And
0: he did the thing with Alice Lowe. Yes, yeah, Sightseers, and he did Kill List as well, which yeah, was big. Uh, okay, the, so the one before is. that was Down Terrace. That was right. his first one. That's okay. good. That's, but that's not really a question. What's our David <laughs> <question>? Queen music <laughs> video?
2: Emma Stevenson. Mm. Do you know one of my favourite Queen music videos? And I don't want it to sound creepy because I'm an adult and they're kids, but probably my favourite Queen music video is The Miracle. Because yeah. the, the sheer pleasure of seeing these kids dress as, as you know, because that was me uh, being I was a little kid, I was probably 12 or 13 when that came out, and I would have wanted to have dressed as, as Freddie or Roger or Brian. Can you, or you describe John
0: th- that video to me? I don't
2: that, that video you know. is basically. Um, it features kids, four boys, mm. um, dressed as as their Queen idols. Each I've member of Queen. And, and and there's a boy yeah. who plays Freddy who does two different freddies He does about three different freddies he, he does, does the, like three different... Areas. Oh, yes, cos he this. does live yeah, Freddy. Yeah. I think he does... He definitely does... Does he do Crazy Little Thing he does Called crazy Love?
1: Yes, Crazy Little Thing Called Love does leotard. He does, um... A very early. He does very leather, which is wrong. I mean, now it's wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, he does, uh, and then he does the leather jacket, you know, the yellow jacket. And the lovely moment is when they all come on. And and that's it, ends. and that's the moment yes. where, the, where the four members actually join them. The Can I say office. one thing about my... my, uh, my uh, what, what annoyed me is I was looking for for the documentary. I wanted to find um, that video. I wanted to find the rushes for it, because a lot of these videos exist on rushes. So the Freddie Mercury documentary I made... There was a lot of stuff where you can go back to the original Rush and see, like, you know, how it was shot and all the outtakes. Mm-hmm. So There's a lovely of stuff from, like, you know, I want to break free. I was trying to find that, because I wanted to see that moment where they first came in and saw him, interacting with him, and, like, what a nice... Because the bloke who met him said he was really... He was a very friendly man, he was really nice. What, did you
2: meet the actual kids?
1: No, but I'd read it, I'd heard about it. I'd heard the, the boy called... He's called... Can't remember his name, but he he was talking about it once and said he was what a lovely bloke he was and how friendly. Well, the boy who played Freddie played
2: Freddie said he was really helped me out. He right. did all right. the moves so I think, and I did think it all through. I had I, again. I was probably thirteen. I think I had a tremendous crush on the boy who played Freddie as well. His name right.
1: was Joe something. I think can't remember the boy's name. But I was trying to find that stuff. It's all lost. It was all completely gone missing. My favorite video, Matt, I and mean, I, I can't wait to hear Tony's version of his favorite video because. <laughs> It'll be interesting. My favourite video is um, Save Me. Right, I'm trying to picture what they do in the Save Me video. a nice bit of animation, quite groundbreaking anima- animation. OK. Uh, he turns into a dove, That's right, off. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. OK. OK, Tony, what's your favourite Queen video?
2: Um,
0: Are they outside in Save Me? They're
2: singing? inside. They're inside. That's uh, Spread Your Wings. Spread Your Wings, OK. I
0: can only think of one. Radio Gaga? Uh, no, probably Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Do you
1: like that one, do you? Yeah.
0: It's the only one I can think of.
1: You know that uh, when they did... Uh, what's your... the one
0: where they're all dressed as women?
1: Oh, I want to make free. That's I want to break free. There
0: you go.
1: <laughs> okay, other question. Um, <laughs> let's
0: have a look.
2: That, basically, you, all you answered there was, can you can you name a Queen? I <laughs> named two. Not good. Do you have well, a what Well, I
0: named one and a half, because I couldn't <laughs> remember the before.
2: What is Matt's favourite Genesis album? OK, I'm afraid... I'm just not uh, knowledgeable enough in Genesis Mm. to be able to say anything other than the lamb lies down on Broadway because it's the only one I've heard of. But I don't know it. But I I will say that I am rather partial to uh, the Phil Collins, Philip Bailey song, Easy Lover. I love that song. Yeah, and it uh, really—it's—I think it's—it's very evocative for me of a time uh, of my youth. And also, it's a very nice, although although it's about it's about sexual disappointment. Um, it's about unrequited love, but it's a very upbeat song. So, please don't hate me. I also like the, um, Land of Confusion with the Spitting Image puppets. Yeah, I do. And I like studio. and, um... That's not Genesis, though, isn't no, it? No, this is all... F- well, that's a Phil Collins one, isn't it? Yeah. We yeah, Phil about Collins. That. Uh, do you know, I don't... I, I haven't, and it's weird because I know he's sort of retired, but... You really don't see him at all now,
1: do you? He genuinely—he's not very well. He's got bad back. He can't play drums anymore. And my biggest regret is I went to the Prince's Trust concert about three years ago to film a the Queen documentary, and he was playing and he was strapping his hands with—he uh, he strapped his hands with tape because he can't grip anymore. Right, because okay. he had a, a problem with his back, so he can't grip drumsticks. And uh, so he has to strap his hands like that with a drum, uh, with drumsticks, and tie them up. So he has to strap bang, bang, the bang.
2: sticks to his hands. Yeah, yeah, because so he can't grip. St- right, oh, that's a really sad in the, story. Well,
1: yeah, I know. It's sad. And he's got. And he, he's lost hearing in one ear, and um, I felt. I saw him, and I remember. I wanted to go up to him and say to him because he's so used. Because I remember talking to David Bedil about. He did a thing with, with him a few years ago, and he said he's the one person you meet who's constantly under defence because he thinks you're going to go, oh, you're an idiot, we hate you. Because like, he's had that for years and years and years in this yes, country. Yes,
2: unfortunately, he falls into uh, like that slightly Mick Hucknall sort yes. of area of, I know you're really, you're really successful, and but you're also very mainstream, therefore we're going to absolutely you know, be nasty about you. Now, you may not like the, their music, and that's, that's a totally different thing. You may not want to buy it, you hmm. may not want to listen to it. But you don't have to be nasty. No I, think, no, I think people are very. can be very cynical towards those people. I, I would say something. I, I would say
1: about Mick Hucknall. One of my favourite songs of all time is "For Your Babies" from the Stars album. Tony, you, you're a with it? You know much Mick Hucknall? Well, it's,
2: you must like a bit of Simply Red. No, I
0: don't really like Simply Red. I don't mind it. I'll, I'll be honest. I have you no opinion or on Simply Red. I
2: didn't. I never liked the sound. Mm. But I could always tell that there that it, it was good songwriting. Go I west. actually rather liked "Holding Back the Years." Yeah, I um, so. at the time, I like, what's the roller but coaster one? I, I like a fairground. fairground, 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 and I love the thought <laughs> of coming, coming home to, you. to <laughs> you, even if I know. I found his voice just for my personal taste. I found it a little bit nasal. Yeah, like a little like <laughs> bubble, bubbles to beer. But um, but I could tell that he could write great songs, and and that. I want to fall from the stars. Yes, really. I think he's a a very good songwriter. And and Phil Collins, I always thought, wrote some great stuff. It just used to annoy me that I used to watch Phil Collins on... um, Because he was ever-present for a while, wasn't he? Ever-present. And in fact, I think some of that kind of... Uh, uh, sort of anger gets directed towards James Blunt sometimes as well. People oh, yeah. yeah. just made that decision, but not to David Gray, and I don't know why. Yeah, but David but, um,
0: Gray probably slightly more deserving of it. Well, it, I don't
2: think I, you really know what <laughs> I don't think
1: I don't think either of them are deserving. Yeah. Of if it, you I could make a mu- if you could pick but a I, band to make a musical
2: about, take their songs, who would you pick? Well, uh, you, you, now, hang on a minute. Do you mean a songbook or do you mean actual the story of the I'm, band? No, I'm taking here's the
1: here's like a. I'm, ta- I'm talking about a songbook of a band. Let's... Here we go. I'm going to throw... You what you want here's it. a little game for you, OK? Here we go. OK, I'm going to throw a band at you and then you. And I want you to come up with the, the storyline, the background for the plot. OK, so... And then you can do it to me. Tony, you've got two... Well, minutes hang on a, a minute,
2: because you've already prepared. No, right? I haven't I done this. Thought, I swear.
1: one. No, no, no. no I'm, not, I'm not allowed to include the Genesis one. OK, so, <laughs> Tony, you're, you've got a back catalogue
2: of... Mm, can I just say one thing, just before we do this, that I think it's a shame that Phil Collins probably thinks that people don't like him. And I think, unfortunately, yeah. he, he had a, like, the end of his marriage and so the press were angry with him and blah 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 and they sort of, you know, he moved to Switzerland and seen, him as, a, seen as a bit mm. of a tax exile and all of that but actually if Phil Collins came back to Britain he'd realise that people really love his music uh, and yeah, that's yeah. what, can I say,
1: I never finished my story which was, I wish I'd gone up to him at the Prince's t- Trust concert and said to him, he was standing right next to me I want to say to him, I think you're brilliant and I, in fact I asked him to be in a sitcom I'd written because I always thought he was a brilliant actor and I thought if he can't play drums anymore he still is a really good actor because I thought Buster was mm. really good and this film called Frauds he was in and I never, and he, I wrote this sitcom, and we sent it to him, and he read it, and apparently he liked it, and he would have been in it, but it meant being in England for six months, a year, you had to agree to right, the series, right. even when you did a pilot. And then Dennis Lawson did it instead. Mm. but He was my first choice, and then he... So he. Uh, so, we got close. And I wish
2: I'd said to him that day, Oh, oh I wrote I that really thing, and I love you. that
0: sort of stuff, actually. Of course they they don't. Really ever I don't. I want to say to him So, okay, anyway, so the musical... So I'll, the musical. Tell
2: you, I'll tell you mine, which is David Williams said to me about three years ago that he, he said it a few times that he would love to do a cliff richard musical right and uh, and i was sort of a bit like well i just think there are other maybe people i would go for f- first me personally you know not to be like dismissive mm. of cliff richard but just you know because well, my mum loves him but there's just it's not it wouldn't be my first choice but we talked about it and in the end we came up with a storyline for a cliff richard musical which we wrote five six seven pages worth Uh, And we weaved and integrated lots of his songs into it. Mm. And we were really, really pleased with what we've written, and we sent it off to Cliff Richard, and he just he wouldn't, um, he had to be really cajoled into even reading it. Really? And then and then he just passed. And actually, right. because he didn't write his songs, we could have done it without him, but uh-huh. I, don't think, I don't think either of us wanted to do it without him. Because you'd want him to, that character to have been a part yeah. in it. Well, no, I just think, I just think you, what you don't want to do is do a musical like that without his blessing, yeah. because then if he doesn't like it, he might come out. Or I just think it's his career and he owns mm. it. And even though you can do it without him because he wasn't the songwriter... You know, what, what you actually want is for him to be one of the producers and then, to be blunt, you want his, his mailing list yeah, to write yeah. to and, you, want, you know, you want him to be a part of it. You don't want him to just be sat there thinking, oh, I'm not a part yeah. of this, you know? And it was a shame mm. because, it, because, actually, Phil McIntyre, lots of people were very keen on it and, and it was a lovely story and it was a lovely, you know, and we weaved in the songs mm. and, it, and it was... it was, was it some was, people in it or we don't yeah. talk anymore and all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, um, it was about, um, it was called Bachelor Boy, and it was about uh, um, a, a young priest's love for a woman, and he has to choose between the oh, woman or God. Good. And, and, uh, and, you know, so he struggles with his faith.
0: Well, and, I mean, no, that's
2: probably why I wouldn't do it. And, and, the, and the, this was David's idea, and it's brilliant. Um, the, and it was very funny as well, I think. And the end of the first half was... Uh, the the lead character singing, we don't talk anymore as a duet with God. Oh wow! And the voice of God would have been Cliff. I'm sorry, right. but
0: that—that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Dave's it's, idea. It's slightly but more, a we, better we, concept we, than Minor Reese's one. It was more yours than Chaz and Dave. Chas and Dave music. Well,
2: there is—I yeah. think there is a Chaz and Dave musical called yeah. Margate, isn't there? We we we're always going to do one. For you. It
0: was about the
2: Blitz.
1: It was about the Blitz. The idea was, it was Chaz and Dave, and and in, it was set basically. It's like it's as if Germany won the war. Okay. And they ban anything that was... Um, so it's kind of like... It's a bit like... Uh, what's it called? Fatherland, that book. Yeah. Right? And Robert, the idea Robert was Harris. It, Robert Harris. So yeah. the idea is that in, basically there's these two brothers who are sp- sli- split... It's a bit blood brothers as well. Split a birth. It's a bit what? Blood, blood brothers. brothers. It's a bit of everything and they ban... Basically, they ban... Basically, the German's taken over. They ban everything. Snooker is one of the things they ban. So it <laughs> It was... It was a, so they ban Snooker. It's like... But, so Underground Snooker's played and Snooker Loopy is one of those songs, right? Right. And... Uh, um, one of the beginning songs was that the house bombed. I remember it was. Uh, you know, I got my beer on. The side, uh, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if Hitler comes round here. I got my beer on a sideboard here. If, my, if Hitler comes along, they bomb the house. He goes um, and they go, Dad, get in the bomb show He goes, No, nah, I don't care about Hitler. I'm an East Ender and I'm going to stay here. Boom, dead. He's died and he's so basically he's taken along. It's sad. And then basically it's like an uprising, and then. We didn't really work out, but in the end, it's a bit like Queen's musical. They kind of fight the Germans and they overrun it. And basically, pub rock, pub pub uh, knees up, is what... Rockney Rockney saves London. Well, and all these guys <laughs> get together and they kind of do a show, a bit like at the end of The Sound of Music, and they somehow, they go, the Germans go, yeah, they're all right, actually, come on, we haven't got this knees up attitude, we should have it. <laughs> and that's how it ends. We, had, we never got that Never that got that far. far.
0: And we, we only worked out this... I think we probably found out there well, Margate quite quickly.
1: <laughs> Snooker Loopy and... Uh, I never, what's that bit I never rabbit. got his eyes out. What's
2: that bit in that song? Oh, don't... I can sing that song. What's that bit in I never got his... Um, Hang on there we go. Snooker, loopy, nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what you can, uh, we can do with a, a load of, of, balls of balls and a snooker. Plot the red, the red, then screw back for a yellow, green, brown, brew, pink and came black. Back. Snooker, loopy, nuts are we. We're all snooker. Loopy, Steve last year came very near to winning the snooker crown. But he never got to put it on a ginger nut because a black ball wouldn't go down. And he goes on like that. And he always pots his eyeballs. That's that's the one. Dennis Taylor. Think, yeah, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> I think if you could do musicals, uh, uh, I think it'd be really good if you could harness him because he's a very eccentric man now. Mm. If you could do George Michael and Wham, mm. how would you could do, do that, that music? Though? I think you'd do. I would love to do something set in the eighties, um, uh, maybe about a guy on his journey to accepting his sexuality. Mm. I think so. So a kind of as if he's in a Wham that style amazing about it. When I look back now, can I say something? I was obsessed with Wham after they split up, and I loved Freedom
1: and I loved all those songs. Mm. He's a bloke, you know, these days, how many blokes in, like, proper girl, you know, like, look at that, they're like a pop band, right? And how many members of One Direction are Pro- uh, gay? None. No, I
0: mean, that's not true. Not. Oh, really? Yeah. Officially?
2: Well, un- uh, un- un- no, no, officially, <laughs> they're all straight, but right. un- unofficially, at least one of them made a, mo- a move on one of my male friends.
1: OK, fine. Oh, well, it's interesting. OK, so... All right, so that, but what I'm saying is, at that time, they and came, there's strong rumours about another one, but I mean, I wouldn't hate him because it's a bit unpleasant. Yeah, anyway. No, but the point is, but, but the point about that with him was, like, growing up um, at that time, you think what well, he must have been hell for him? Must have been absolute hell. Yeah. if he knew what he was, yeah. he was going through that. It must have mm-hmm. been torture. And there was, I remember hearing reading. Boy George's book saying, he remembers slagging, he would slag off George Michael saying, I'd drive round in my car and I'd see George Michael in his Ferrari or whatever it was, with his roof down, playing his own songs. I shout out Queer Boy to George Michael, <laughs> something like that to him. And he'd go, like, blank him and drive on, you know, this kind of rivalry going on. And now it's really nice, on Twitter together. But, you know, you think, like, because he would have known. And he, I'm really yeah, you know, yeah, sorry for it, someone it, like difficult.
2: that. I, I also think the other thing, particularly for George Michael, was that he did fall in love with someone who then who died of AIDS. And, oh. um, and that's, you know, so not only are you going through the pain of your sexuality and the grief of that, it's it's mm. pretty it's pretty tough. Stuff, but that one that, that
1: one album, I'm sorry, that listen, listen with prejudice. prejudice, it's one of the best albums anyone's ever made. He was 27. Yeah, or something it's like. amazing. It's Maybe amazing. he was younger than that when he made it. I think it's one of the best albums I've ever heard. He's so grown up. What's your you favourite sing, song of his? Um, I like Freedom and Praying for Time. I also like a Different Corner. But uh, I mean, but uh, it depends when, it, what time, when you look at when. Do you, you know, know what? I fucking love faith. Faith is brilliant. Oh, faith is, great. Faith is great isn't it.
2: Isn't it? It's no, but not no. that I don't love, you know. You've got a thing about danger, <laughs> as Bubbles would sing. But uh, I What's fucking that love What's faith. That one? Uh, you go spinning do that wheel. <laughs> oh, that one. Completely All right. So, so, there's a George Michael musical in there. There's got to be a David Bowie musical somewhere. That's I think well, that's you what, the know, hardest. With him, you would do the Man Who Fell to Earth musical. Yeah, but I don't think it's a story that everyone knows. He wouldn't do it; he's too good. No, exactly. Well, no, i this so much. No. All right, choose. how about
0: this? It's like doing a, the Beatles musical. It's just not. How do you choose what you do and what? Well, you well they've done it now.
1: Let it be. Yeah, but As it's they, not a musical. It's like, like your. It's like a Beatles. It's like Beatles. Beatles. To... Beatles. Can yeah. I tell you my idea quickly? Two things. My, my beautiful mm-hmm. South is another one. And divine No, Thomas. but no. What? Okay. I love the beautiful south, but who would? You got to think about who would go to see, see who it. Who would go and see it? It wasn't Bridget. Well, that
2: that partly was the cliff thing of like that cliff Richard thing is obviously a great touring idea around the UK, but it wouldn't bring in a lot mm. of like like with one of my fa- my favourite jukebox musical of all. Um, I really like Mamma Mia. I really like Jersey Boys, but the one that I absolutely fell in love with and saw three times was Our House. Oh, like, I loved that. It was yeah, brilliant. It was brilliant. Michael Gibson I mean, it was the was like best thing I've seen. Yeah, but. Of course, they didn't. Madness didn't have quite enough of a profile mm. in America. They had a profile, well, think, but not quite enough. I think enough. Madness
0: fans aren't the sort of people that go to watch your music. There's I also think that's that. the problem. Isn't There's it? also that. I mean, Blur could do a great. I mean, God, yeah. Blur's
1: music is amazing. Imagine them imagine like universal in that, or mm. you know, what I mean, like yeah. really mo- emotional. The thing you've got with it's an interesting point that you say about. This is the thing I'd say about uh, Madness, though. Is this?
2: Is that? Remember, every musical that's launched in the first place is unknown. Okay. Yeah. So therefore, when he went first. Not all of cats. them, though. You know, Forty Second Street wasn't. Singing in the Rain wasn't. The jukebox musicals are not a modern phenomenon. No, jukebox musicals have been going mm. for years. I, I, so, so you're saying, so like Jesus
1: Christ Superstar, maybe it was the album a success before the musical. The album was, but yes, it, I, I would that, say that not, was a
0: different yes. phenomenon. Though they were the first people to do that to release a record of a musical that's right. that hadn't even been put on yet. But so, yes, that's you're a clever marketing. I'm saying, the Rodgers and
2: Hammerstein musicals, most of the Lloyd Webber musicals. The sometime no musicals That's or. what I mean. Well, they knew the words, but but, yes, but no one yes, yeah, part. you're right. But they didn't know the songs. yeah. So
1: therefore, the idea, the notion of like, do uh, for example, the Spice Girls musical, okay, or any band which you your pick, wife is in, any yeah, which my <laughs> wife is in, any band you pick, if you don't know the songs, if they work well, it's a it's, it's irrelevant. Right, so I'm doing this thing at the moment about a certain band with David Bedil. We've been asked to make a musical about a certain band. Oh, so you were asked to do it, were you? By it, the management of the band or by a theatrical well, David, David Baddiel was at a was at real rocker and a member of a band had said to him, we should do a musical like this. So uh, David came up to me and said, if you've got any ideas for a musical with the reaching of this certain band so I said well yeah what about this and I came up with the idea for everyone it. will
0: be able to work out which band it is and then and I said we, we, had a meeting all with, all we had a meeting all with, all with all two all
1: members of the band who really liked the idea and the idea was to make rather than do like a were
2: there any of, mechanics
1: there <laughs> so the idea, the idea was to do a, some kind of musical which was not a but it was like a horror musical so it was like Woman in Black but kind of like with music cause to lend itself to a certain period yeah of that. people do that though that's, that's a good thing. one to mm. do so Phantom I, so of the Paradise
2: Phantom of the Opera so it
1: was like a horror musical based on the music of this band early on, and it's a horror story. But then I suddenly thought, hang on, what if we just did... Don't give it all away. What if we just did, with does matter, cos... Imagine you do the Buster musical, right? Yeah. So basically, it's so all the music of Phil Collins and the best so of Jefferson. Very strong hints going on here. Okay, so you do Buster musical, and yeah. basically, what the idea is, it's called In the Air Tonight, and it's all about that kind of train robbery, and you, you stage it all. So, what you've got is Gangland London, that kind of 60s everyone's kind of obsessed with. And the first, so, the first half is all about the robbery and then doing it, and like, you know, blah, 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 with those songs in it. And then the second half is i going to uh, Mexico, Acapulco, mm. and then everything breaking down and it all going wrong. And she goes back to England, the wife, and he has to stay there. And he misses them so much. He knows if he comes back home to London, which is brilliant, he'll get arrested. Mm. So he either stays there and and, and or oh, he goes home, and it's a
2: brilliant story. And the daughter gets ill. I so suddenly thought that is a musical. The Buster. It, I met story. Buster Edwards. Did you? Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's when was I was about
2: thirteen or fourteen, yeah. And after I'd seen the movie, and I went to or film and I went to... You know that I say, movie? I feel a bit... I say movie. <laughs> also, in the restaurant, I say, can I have the cheque? and I Because I live in America now, so yeah. I, I do it by mistake. Mm. I don't think I speak in an American accent at all. You don't. But occasionally, uh, odds American words come in a movie is mm. one of them. But um, I saw the film, and um, uh, and then, yes, I went to... I, it's not the reason I went to Waterloo, but I, I was at Waterloo and I spotted him mm. and I went and asked him for his autograph. And he had, uh, you know, the paper that you wrap flowers in that yeah. kind of just like uh, tracing paper, almost, yeah. isn't it? Mm. But he had it with Buster, Buster, Buster all printed over it. And uh, he signed, I have it in my uh, autograph. Uh, and in fact, he signed it in my autograph. But why me, Buster Edwards? Right. And I wanted to say, well, because you did a robbery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, Who else have you, you got in your autograph book out of yeah, interest? Um, Chris Tarrant, who drew a duck. So this is when I was, like, 13 and 14. So were you, were, were you, like, who were your heroes at 13 and 14? Um, oh, God, well, Arsenal players, mainly, were my heroes. But what I used to do at 13, 14 years old, I used to go to um, Good Street Station with my friend Nigel Weisbaum, and we used to sit in Capital Radio and wait for the DJs oh, to come in. Yeah. So Pepsi and Shirley... For instance, we're doing an interview, so we got their autographs. Um, a guy <laughs> called uh, Roger Scott, who's dead now, a DJ uh, Richard Allinson, yeah, um, uh, yeah, used to get their uh, autographs and just sit all day. And then used to go to McDonald's for lunch and then just sit the did whole you have, day. What did you have McDonald's or was your what was your. Nuggets. <laughs> I'm not, I've been a Nuggets man all my life. I was a Nuggets too. man. Me okay. too. Do you know, somebody told me this about McDonald's the other day, and, and, and so this is all allegedly, because I don't know, so I don't, want to, mm. I don't want to say this is what happens in McDonald's, but somebody told me this thing, which is the, the reason that McDonald's burgers taste the same around the world is because actually the meat is bleached, um, and when the meat is bleached, all the flavour goes, and then, and then they sort of... Put their own flavour back in. in. Inject it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, really, which is a really strange That's order. why I rate them, though. Yeah. No, no, but the yeah, thing is, the, th- the brilliant thing about McDonald's is people tell you that and you go, oh. The next day you walk past McDonald's, you go and get a Big Mac, don't you? <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> so, says, oh, you've got to be very careful, KFC. I heard a rumour that so-and-so's friend's brother's cousin's sister found a rat's tooth <laughs> in their yeah, yeah. coffee, And you go, oh. And then the next day you go into KFC. Don't got, I, I, knows, I th-
0: know someone, I won't name him. He's a friend of ours. You'll know him. about. Well, you've just named him. Um, but you didn't he... name him. But he actually—it doesn't matter. He is so bad with that sort of thing. He once saw an advert for bowel cancer on the television. Yeah. It was saying, "Don't eat too much red meat," and the, the moment the advert finished, he said, "Should we go and get a steak?" Why? <laughs> with no irony. Well, it had made him hungry. It made him this, this well, that's—I
2: is... mean, it's very clever. This is why people smoke because they feel terrible about the fact they smoke, and yeah. that stress makes them want a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Clever. This is the same man who
1: got a frozen pizza out of, a, out of the freezer and put it in the oven without taking out the
2: wrapper, remember? Yeah, I had no
0: idea how to cook.
2: I once, anything. I remember as a 13-year-old getting, you know, just starting to cook for myself and cooking some spring rolls from the freezer without defrosting them. So on the outside, they were glorious, they looked perfect, <laughs> and they tasted great until you get to the middle, where it's basically an ice load. <laughs> <lady. laughs> My brother always tells me, don't worry about
1: it, it's all defrosting, it's all bullshit. But right? He's a chef, he goes... Look, the thing is, they say that because it means it was it was. A, he told me he said it's stress because it, it causes too much stress in the fridge, right? <laughs> he, told me, he told me once, it said that stress. stress so he said, like, for example, if you you know, if you if you get some food, you've cooked to it. You're not supposed to put it straight in the freezer. You're supposed to let it cool, then put it in the freezer. Definitely, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He says that's because it causes the,
2: the fridge too much stress. Well, it's stress, but it makes, stress, it but it makes the hard. fridge hot. I think "stress" works is just hard. the wrong
0: word. Yeah. I, think, I understand what he's saying. It
2: makes the fridge hot, and also, I think if you, I've before, like, say, made soup and put it in the fridge when it was still hot, when I didn't know about that rule, mm. and um, and then it doesn't taste very good. Mm. But you after. can, you, what you can do.
1: You can cook, a, you can cook a, a hamburger from frozen and cook it just slowly. So I just cook through the middle. It's no problem
0: with that. Yeah, you, this you you just can't do there will be some. What do you will... do
2: when you like? The other day, I bought some soup. And I went to a cafe, and it was quite a nice cafe, but then they just took a tub out of the microwave, out of the fridge, and put it in the microwave, and just, mm. put, now I, when I was younger, this is really not fascinating, I thought <laughs> you'd put it on for a couple of minutes, but they just sort of put it on for 45 seconds, and then I took it away, the soup, mm. and then it wasn't One that... Middle.
1: No, it's not good. It
2: wasn't that hot, and I wasn't sure that, it, that no. to finish the soup or not, and I didn't.
1: I haven't got a microwave in at my house because I don't really believe in them. I don't like the idea. Of you haven't got a microwave.
2: I no. hate dishwashers. I hate them. I hate the smell of a dishwasher. Mm. When you know when you open the dishwasher and it's three quarters full, and it's been like that for sort of a day or two. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody's that put that, that's And then part. your dog appears and starts licking it. <laughs> but then also the smell of a fresh freshly cleaned uh, uh, cutlery, yeah. when you open the dishwasher and there's that sort of hot, salty smell. Well, it's also the it's like, it's
0: steam, like the, the vapour. Water no, can I say something as yeah, as well. it's
1: disgusting. It's like my, 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 my dishwasher's a cunt, right, and i tell you why. <laughs> because it, it fucking its it's got an addiction to fucking uh, the, the rinse aid. You know, uh, rinse aid is supposed to last, uh, I don't know how long it lasts, it might need a whole tube every time. I wash, and he goes, rinse aid, Ah, oh, so, uh, right, rinse aid, rinse aid, salt, 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 rinse aid, salt. I thought, just be happy with the tablet you've got and wash yeah. the food. Yeah. Don't give me rinse aid, salt, tablets, and you still get sediment around it.
2: I must say, I'm not, I don't believe in dishwashers. There's I don't a, know, I don't one, 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 my, one, my, one, my, my
0: landlord didn't provide
2: me with one. Really? Sorry, that's, that's me. I wash, <laughs> I wash the plate and then put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, but that's weird. good. No, cause no that's like cleaning up before the cleaner comes. I do that as well. <laughs> of course you do. I do Time. You have aspirations to being middle class, of course you <laughs> do. Let's have some other questions. What else has come through?
1: Can I say a quick thing? My mum doesn't believe in bog brushes, right? So I well, go, those you what? need. But yeah, no, but she, she goes, I don't bother with them. So, so what, what do she you do? You she gets some like, a load of toilet paper on her fingers. That's fingers? And That's she sw- fingers <laughs> wipes it. I said, mum, 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 no. She went, no, it's a fad. I don't believe in them. It, they don't even get them anyway. They don't even get them anyway. It's just like, putting a, you know, it doesn't work. But they do. I they do, do work. She didn't. Even, also, she didn't have a bin. She's like a sack. So I made. I bought. Her, I bought her a bin. <coughs> Sorry. No, Gary, I'm just holding you she up. Also she also said, said that, She also said to me two weeks ago, very funny. She said, and "I quote verbatim." I told you before. She claims she invented the word shit cunt Yes. No I said before. have saw. It, I've like seen her tell many. many people. <laughs> she said. She said, that all goats are. Go- goats are silly as our they don't know what they <laughs> eat. And I thought that was quite a funny thing for a mother to say
0: because she's never had a goat and I don't think she ever met one. And our souls aren't that silly. No, do I don't um, oh, know. This is for Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, this hi. is from Christopher Dim, DLM. Hi, Christopher. Hi. Uh, I really enjoyed Sir Bernard's Stately Homes. Oh, my gosh, you're the what, one. Yeah. What was it like being directed by a younger Garratt? Interesting. Well, Rhys can <clears throat> can
2: also answer this with me, because Rhys appeared in I did, yeah. I, Space th- I, did, I did
0: appear, but I was cut out. Oh, you appeared in it and were Well, I, heard you had know, my voice. i got a nice picture of yeah. all of us together, actually. Uh, I was one of the members of the press with you. That's right, well. you were. we both played, but you had another part. But then because of that, I think Edgar felt bad that he cut me out and he gave me a really good part in Space. OK, well, but that... that I, so it worked out fine. I think it
2: worked out more than fine. <laughs> yeah. um, Uh, Well, we first worked with Edgar Wright. I first worked with Edgar Wright. (laughs) Lovely boy, (laughs) yeah. And um, before that, on a thing... um, uh, spoof vision this thing for Paramount Comedy Channel Mm. that me and Dave used to do, all these TV spoofs. And the one thing I can say is I met Edgar because he used to come to my gigs and slightly stalk me and follow me around, but it was a pleasure. And I thought it was a lovely boy. I had a bit of a crush on him. I don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> but, um, and I was sort of wondering, oh, I hope he's gay. I hope he turns out gay. Um, but he didn't, which is really, I think is foolish of him. Um, <laughs> ah! But he's, um, uh, he, was, he was somebody you absolutely knew from the day you met him. And I think I was 20 and he was 19 when we met. Mm. Um, that he was f- incredibly talented, very knowledgeable about directing, and supremely ambitious, and I don't say that in a bad way, mm. but if I have one surprise, it's that Edgar, not that how successful Edgar's been, is that Edgar isn't even more successful than he already is, which is yeah. pretty successful, because I do think he's our English Spielberg, basically, mm. um, although I don't think he's as concerned with some of the more kind of touching Mm. Things in films, you know what I mean, the love stories, mm. and I don't think he's that concerned. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a little bit more on the Tarantino end than Yeah, see, I band. don't
0: also think he prob- it's probably completely wrong, but I don't think he's also worried about his films making a billion no. dollars. I which is think brilliant. I think he wants him to be a success, but yeah. but I think he, he is. I think his own film
2: in his style, he's one of the greatest in the world mm. at doing what he does, yeah. and. And he's a bit of a pioneer, and I think you, uh, Spaced was a very, very influential thing. And on Sir Stately Holmes, he was uh, a pleasure, you know, and um, full of invention, and um, always very upbeat. He's very nice like that. He's sort of, he's very, I find him very easygoing on set, you know. But, I, but having said that, I don't think you ever get to know him that well. I mean, I've known, no. him, for, I've known him for almost 20 years and i don't see that much of him but he he's, he can be quite keep himself to himself in some respects with with me at any rate but the the man that i do know that what i do get to see is a very nice man and a, and a, and a brilliant director and i wouldn't take no. anything away from him i think he's i think he's probably the best
0: director we have in britain he's also definitely in that gang of uber directors now because he hangs out a lot with peter jackson spielberg and they'll they work with each other and apparently I've read interviews where he said I was, yeah, Spielberg was going to let me direct a scene and Peter Jackson let me go on the set of The Hobbit and I was going to direct a bit because they, yeah. they'll they swap hats yeah. don't they yeah,
2: yeah, yeah they'll help each other out they'll just turn I up think think on each other's jobs I wouldn't want
1: to wear um, Peter Jackson's hat I don't know
2: I think he's got <laughs> lots going on there and he doesn't really but sleep Ed, much <laughs> I think <laughs> eh, Edgar's, Edgar's a great innovator though I think yeah um, and, uh, and I, I would, ha- I, the last time I worked with him was on, um, I did a day on Shaun of the Dead. I had a day off on Little Britain and so I went and did a, did a Shaun of the Dead. I was in the sort of parallel gang. Of course, yeah. I was I'll the, Smith and everyone. yeah, yeah and, and that, Tamsin yeah. Greg and, and <laughs> I was, uh, and, and Martin Freeman and I was the, um, we were in Jessica's gang, yeah, and I was, uh, the, the sort of other Nick Frost. Mm. Yeah, I remember... Yeah, we, we
0: were asked to go and be featured zombies, zombies yeah. me, for a couple of but days. Could you yeah. do it? No.
1: No, we were busy, I think. I, can't I remember, remember thinking, I also, you know, it's like, if you're going to be an extra in a film, whatever it is, it's so slow. Well, we had no idea
0: what it was, was going to be. It basically, we got the call saying, come down for I free thought, and be a zombie all day. And I thought, I, I, if I'd known how big <laughs> it was going to be, I probably would have done it. For so
2: David Williams was going to play one of the main roles in that, and he because of Little Britain, he wasn't. I think one of them right. was written with him in mind. But um, not sorry, not Simon or Nick, but one of the no, other no, ones. No. But um, uh, I loved Hot Fuss. I really—that's mm. my favourite of his films. I think
0: Are you in the not in the next one. No,
2: no, no. Well, I haven't seen Paul yet. But that's not a proper one, is it? Is no, it? no, Edgar was, didn't make that's that. That's not real. Nick it's,
0: and Simon. It's not like a right, rock that.
2: But Ed, I don't think Edgar's got anything to do with it. No. Oh, one of the things I really like is that Edgar contributed to the Tintin film, and I lo- I absolutely love yeah, that Joe Cornish. Yeah. yeah, and I love that film. Really yeah, I it. thought it
0: was, I watched it again the other day, I thought it was brilliant.
2: Well, I'd love to work with um, Edgar again at mm. some point, but I mean... All um, I remember on that day... I think day, he, can, he can work with anyone he wants to comes in the world. circle
0: as well, because Ben Wheatley, is, he is his exec now on things like Sightseers and stuff like that. So. What well, Edgar's the exec. Yeah. because yeah, the a big amazing, talk, right? Yeah, big talk, yeah.
1: I remember when I when we did that thing, and I remember being so excited, because you weren't so bothered because you were a massive fan of Doctor Who, but David, we were very pleased that we had... Uh, the Brigadier Lefty Stewart on that show.
2: Oh yeah, uh, uh, Nicholas, Courtney Nicholas Courtney was in the yeah, Sir, yeah. Sir Bernard State. And what a sweet man he was. Do you remember? But two oh, he was so lovely. sweet. Yeah, he, I, I didn't really know who he was, but I mean, I really liked him.
1: Oh, it was lovely. And he was telling me a story one night <laughs> when, when, when he told us a story, didn't he? When, yeah. uh, he had his book just came out. He goes, "When I used to be beaten at school by my schoolmaster, he used to come." And I went. We were like, "What?" <laughs> he went, it came from nowhere. he beat me, and he used, to, he used to come when he beat me. It was very hard, very hard school. Anyway, anyway, I was going to the toilet he now. He used to
2: come when he beat me. Yeah, he used yeah. to
1: come when he beat me. It's terrible. It's basically it came from me. nowhere. Came from nowhere. Anyway, on. listen, I'm going for. A, I'm going to go to the toilet now. So if anyone asks me, tell them that the brig has gone for a shit. <laughs> the brig has got the bridge. Brig has gone for a shit. And then he came back, and I said, "Listen, I'm, I'm, who wants, <laughs> I'm going to get some coffee. You don't want anything or tea?" He went, "Yeah, I'll have a coffee." I said, "How do you like it?" He Went Shirley Bassey. I went. So Shirley, but done and I don't say. a well, little bit of black, a little bit of white. Oh, okay. and I went, oh, okay, fine. And when we had a coffee, and then they, and then Edgar said, "Do you think he gets confused when he came in this morning? saw all the unit signs. Because <laughs> unit was a, in Doctor Who, they, they were Coach called did. unit. Unit was uh, an, yeah. he was a brigadier of, of units. Yeah. So he just said, unit this way, unit that way, and that was it. I remember doing that scene and you, and, and David Fox, scene. Yeah. and he was telling me about he'd done a thing
2: with his best mates with Sting. Okay. David Fox is an actor that David Wellington and I met uh, doing this film called Plunkett and McLean in Prague in uh, 1997 yeah. and that we both stayed in touch with. And, I mean, I, you know, we exchanged Christmas cards. I, I don't see much of David Fox. Oh, I liked but, him. But he's a very sweet man and, um, uh, and he appears in Little Britain and he's appeared in um, Rock Profile. If you ever see the Duran Duran Rock Profile, he played Nick Rhodes. Mm. And he's in um, Sir Bernard Stakely Holmes. He plays a different character every week. And, um, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. He's, he's, good, he's a
0: good Elton, man. He was
2: Elton John. He was Elton John, of course he was, yeah. And Paul Putnam was George Michael.
1: Yes. Now, Michael.
0: Yeah, that was the episode I was not in, but
2: him. Oh, really? I must say, uh, it was um, funny, because I was walking uh, down the road yesterday, um, and Victor Lewis Smith walked past. Oh, yeah. On the other side of the road. And, and just thinking about Victor Lewis Smith now, <coughs> he was a massive influence on on me growing up I used to listen to his Mm. radio show and I was a huge fan of of his radio show on radio one at midnight Friday night Saturday morning and um, he reviewed Rock Profile really well and he reviewed the first series of Little Britain really well and I think the second series really badly Mm. and Rock Profile really badly and I remember how heartbroken David and I were to open the Evening Standard and at the time it really meant something I mean now Mm. I don't think that the I think TV reviews are very significant when you, to be honest, when you're a new show and you don't have an awful lot of viewers yet or people yeah, don't yeah. know you. Once you build a reputation, I think really you, matter. You, you're you pretty much all right. So I mean, Ricky Gervais yeah. sometimes says, oh, you know, the critics are wrong. But actually, the truth is that, that once you're at Ricky's level, yeah. the, the critics yeah. are, are sort of, I mean, you... You, you pretty much know by now yeah, if you yeah. want to watch a Ricky show or not. But uh, Victor Lewis-Smith suggested that uh, uh Bernard Stately Holmes was so bad that in next week, instead of showing the show, which lasted ten minutes, it was six ten-minute films, mm. they should just have ten minutes silence for the death of our careers. Oh,
0: my, oh my God. God. Yeah. So it, when it, weird you should it, mention that, because just the other day, Ricky... I think it must have been... Someone tweeted a link to an old Victor Lewis-Smith review... Might, I, I remember reading a
2: Victor Lewis Smith review of The Office, which and was, was terrible. Awful. Yeah, just pulled yeah. The Office
0: to bits. And, and, and I, like, I just I think, think it if used you, the joke, though. It didn't get the joke. Yeah, I think it's The Office was the greatest. The yeah, greatest comedy
2: show of its time. It's Absolutely. up there with Alan Partridge yeah. and, and Forty Towers. But that was also okay.
0: confusing about the review. He didn't get that. He didn't get... No, but also, he that. A he's a bitter... It's boring, it's he's boring, a quite a bitter,
1: angry man. You know, that's the thing. You gotta, you, mm. People forget that. The thing about a lot of comedy, people who slag things off are quite bitter, angry people. They've never really quite made it. OK, mm. so people like you at a certain age were like, oh, he was really good. And you think, like, why, if you've got that sensibility or if you see that in somebody, you know, at the early, like, you might have seen it to begin with, why...
2: Why does someone have to be so nasty and so personal? Mm. I never understood the point of being like well, that. Well, I think, I think, not in his defence, but just to slightly explain, that when you're a reviewer... Um, I mean, he particularly made his name on writing very, very entertaining reviews. Mm. A little bit like A.A. A. Gill, uh, who's obviously made his name mm. a, a bigger name. But part of the thing is, is the kind of uh, the outrage the reviews themselves cause. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. so Victor Lewis-Smith would have been very happy writing that particular... Line. Yeah. Um, You know, that uh, the review in the eye of the reviewer is more significant or important than the thing it criticises. But in a general sense, in terms of critics, it's not that interesting to say something is alright.
0: No, and, 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 and the that truth that, is, uh, the truth is
2: that most of the things you see on TV could be better and could be worse. Yeah, right? yeah. But that does not make for an interesting review. An interesting review is either it was uh, astonishing. Yeah. Or it was a point. No, the thing about what yeah. I
1: say about why Victor Lewis Smith, it <clears throat> actually, it's like Charlie Brooker, he doesn't really review other comedies because he knows. Well, Charlie Brooker doesn't well. review anything anymore. He no, he does. No, Victor he's Lewis.
2: I don't know, does Victor Lewis Smith still review? I haven't read anything for. No, I don't years. think he does. No, no, he did a thing recently, he, did didn't a, he, wrote, he wrote a big piece about.
1: Not quite a good piece actually about the BBC or something about comedy.
2: But it's interesting because he actually makes or did make television. He still yes. makes those Keith uh, Allen. Keith Allen's. Allen's. Right. Okay. Think, so yeah. so he but, was I, making I, television. So yeah. So I don't think
1: quite quite I I think I, think I think it's wrong. I think like, if I were to do a TV review and reviewed comedy and I didn't have my own shows on television. Well, I'm going up with their shit because well, but if I was on television, I don't think you sh- I think Yes, but actually his own television shows were not that successful, were they? No, they, there you go. Well, they were normally quite good. someone like some but someone they, else I did they quite they yeah, that I think they
2: weren't. I think there was always overrated. there was always some in every episode there was something that what fun, was the show that, that was a bit, gay like,
0: sc- a bit like screen wipe that he used to do.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what or it was Eden called but it was that was quite but, fun. You know, but I think someone like so <laughs> Clive James had no vested interest. He became you know, He wasn't a, t- a broadcaster at that point. He was a TV reviewer, and he, a similar way to he had no, he could review comedy and anything and be, ever, uh, and be okay. And if you're a comedy person, you work in comedy, and you want your own shows, and you're reviewing comedy, I think it's dodgy, I think it's wrong. And also, you've got to be careful what you say about other people, because I, even though I used to slag people off, I don't slag anyone off anymore in the actual industry who make comedy. Any comedians... Well, you have done on, on this, you do. Do what I do.
2: You well, know, occasionally you, you say
1: <laughs> you say someone's a, a this or someone's a that. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, more, no, no, I'm not saying I, you're I, wrong. I'm, I'm, more, saying, I'm not saying you I'm shouldn't. Just, I'm just saying, I'm saying that people behind the scenes, sometimes you think, oh, they made the wrong judgement. I think I've, got, yeah, I've come to the term Actually, mm. you can't blame... It. Everyone's got different tastes. I, if I don't find Mrs Brown's boys funny, for example, I'm not wrong. I'm not saying that it's not funny. I'm saying I don't find it funny. That's the problem these days. People... That kind of review, which is they should this death the silence death thing you should say I know, as you say, it's not entertaining. But you'd say, "Well, I don't find that funny personally." But I can see what people do. I don't think people are wrong
0: for liking something. Do you see mm. what I'm saying? Mm. But I think with something like Ber- the Bernard Chamberlain Stately Holmes... Sir no- Bernard, Sir Bernard, Sir Bernard, sorry, Bernard Stately Holmes. Um, there is no way anyone could watch that and find it the worst thing that. Well, it was. I will say if this: if you really didn't like it, there's the first no way you three episodes. Ever
2: thank you. The first three worse, episodes didn't. aren't very good, <laughs> and the next three episodes I remember thinking were much, much, much yeah. better, and. Um, uh, it's, just, it's just one of those things. We were very young, we were new, and we'd had this success on stage with Sir Bernard, and we didn't know how much we should try and take onto television. You know, uh, should we try and do the live shows on TV? I mean, the first thing that Harry Hill did on television was called Harry Hill's Fruit Fancies, where... and, and, and The Channel 4 series. No, I think it was BBC Two, these short four- or five-minute films, and they were silent black-and-white films, and and they were, you know... They were, you look at them now and they're very primitive compared mm. to what Harry Hill has become, which is, you know, one of the greatest comics of his time, yeah, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so, you know, I think I can look at Bernard Stately Homes and, and you can see the roots of things like Little Britain in them. And, well, but, it, you can't, but that's kind of what it is. And, and I think yeah. you have to be allowed to fail along the way... To success. Well, I And I don't it, yeah. think, I, th- I think that's probably not what, say, someone like Victor would have really understood, which is, mm. we're new comics, we're just having a go, we're trying our best, mm. this may work, it may not, and, you know, and, and there's different sides to it because it's taxpayers' money and it's yeah, a slot yeah. that someone else could have, but, um, you know, I, I also think there's an interesting thing when we, I found doing that character, both on stage and off stage, is you call a character Sir Bernard, and you're straight away saying, you know, if you, or if you give a character a, a double-barrelled surname, you're straight away saying, oh, it's going to be a funny, posh character. And there have been many funny, posh characters over the years. You know, the two Ronnies would do them. Peter Sellers would do them. Mm. Every, you know, Dick Emery. I mean, er, 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 Harry Enfield. All character comedians have done funny, posh characters. Mm. But straight away, you're sort of suggesting a certain type of thing. And then, and, and Sir Bernard was maybe a little bit different to what people were suggesting. Mm. But I'm sure if I looked back at that show, I would think it was not really very good. I remember seeing mm. him, you, know,
1: though. I remember Britain seeing Britain. Him
2: in and Churchill's in South End. You were
0: doing yeah, Bernard Chamber. saw you in South End. And we local, I did that yeah.
2: gig two or three times. And at one of the Churchill's gigs I did, a man had to be taken to hospital because he was drinking. Um, during my act, and I did... I I moved my wig. I used to wear a wig on stage and then scratch my head and the wig would move. And that was, for many of the audience, the first indication they they had that I didn't have hair. And he was so taken aback and he laughed that he bit into the glass and slashed his lip open and had to be taken to hospital. And he was actually, as he was taken off stage, he was laughing his head off, covering his mouth, going, ''Get that funny cunt off stage! Get that funny (laughs) cunt off stage!'' Like that, and I remember Churchill's in, in uh, South End being terrified.
0: But, um, yeah. but you in the. If I remember rightly, you had to stand in the middle. Yeah, surrounded by people. A lot of people stand, I remember standing to watch yeah. you. Yeah. Basically, like you, like you walked into the middle and pushed everyone back from dancing. Yeah. And then you just had to do a comedy routine. It was
2: like walking into a room and seeing everyone who had ever been on Blind Date all in one place. Ah, <laughs> uh, even <laughs> the man, even the man who did a sissy neon
0: shirt, right, I mean, Exactly. Do <laughs> do the, do the comedy
2: one, man the, with, with the Hawaiian shirts, That's probably the short shorts. But, but I will say that, like, those are the sort of gigs that can go either way. And I think mm. I played Churchill's three times and I had a
0: lovely time every time. That, the night we saw you it was amazing. Like, people so were funny. in tears. It was... I'm, I guess yeah, you, you probably... Are playing, it's why everything's rushed rough. through a performance like that. But I remember it just being relentless. <laughs> I am <laughs> think thinking was... about doing Sir Bernard Chumley live again oh, in should. the
2: States, in comedy clubs, when I go back. Yeah, just into, in small comedy clubs with an audience of 50 or 60 people who who, who are not particularly familiar with my work yeah, yeah. and just now that I'm older as well because I was 18 then yeah. and now I'm I'm nearly 39 and what happens when I try and do it now? It's a good idea. Yeah. I probably probably it, nothing of any interest. No, but you about was Well, funny. me and
0: Reese always did two, the, the, our fallback characters were always two Essex builders. I loved it. I mean, is that Danson? Well, we were doing Danson? That. Danson? That's we the were first doing that I saw you do. 16, 17. I love doing it now. We'd be good
1: now doing it if now. If we did it
0: now, we'd get to the age that they would have been. You're mate.
1: Yeah, fuck him.
2: I used to love. I mean, I mean, I remember because I already knew. I already knew Reese, mm. but I'd never seen you before. And seeing you in those films, yeah. I just thought, "Oh, this is a prodigious talent." And I couldn't believe <laughs> how young you were. But you look. When I say, you, I don't say you looked old, but you had a, a kind of life experience yeah. about you I'll and an, a, kind, you. a real authority. It was. It was really. I mean. He was oh. amazing in those. Yeah,
1: shows. he was. <laughs> we didn't. He was like a, He was like someone who was in school. Where I never knew did anything like this. Was, we just, it was all by accident. But
2: there was. A, I there, she brought it out of me. There were very, I did. They were very. They were very. They were a bit like. I was watching this this clip on YouTube a couple of days ago. Uh, called, I think they're called the Crazy Group or the Caresy Group or something. And it's kids wandering around a, a supermarket, and when no one's looking, they whack together two two-litre cartons of milk and then fall into the, the residue on the floor, right? <laughs> and so that by the time the person turns around, they think they've just witnessed, you know, a poor kid slipping on some right, uh, milk. And it's very, very funny. And, uh, <laughs> and if you look at my um, uh, uh, Twitter feed, you can see a link to it. Um, I think I, I tweeted it in, the, in, the, in the, either the 22nd or 23rd of February, if you go back. But... Um, uh, and they're very funny. And of course, there wasn't really YouTube around when you guys were making mm. your videos. No. But they are like the sort of thing that people put mm. on YouTube now. And, and you, do, you, do, you can find 14, 15, 16 year olds on YouTube oh, doing absolutely. brilliant oh, I know. No, no, and a lot you know, of them are making a fortune doing it as well. Because they know. become YouTubers. Yeah. Even yeah.
0: then,
1: we're doing all that stuff. Like we editing ourselves. You know, we did all that, intercutting bits of old videos with our new one. You know, oh, still, one of the
2: best things I ever saw, and I remember I always described Reese's genius to people, and I'm assuming <laughs> this was Reese's is that um, I said I I always knew he'd do well. When he was 16 or 17, he he gave me a videotape with lots of different stuff Mm. on it. And one is the the closing shots of The Omen (laughs) with the camera rising up ...pulling away from the cemetery, <laughs> and then you hear uh, the Minder theme music. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, was, that was genuinely the, the op- And the opposite one of that was, that was you, and the other bit that's almost as funny, but almost works too well, is Wallace and Gromit. No, it was, oh yeah. The chicken one, whatever that one's called. The close shave. With, with the omen music right. over it. And that really worked, actually. It <laughs> worked really and then well. I was, we also did, as an experiment, we replaced and
1: custard theme over the beginning of the omen. So it went down and then over the beginning. And then yeah. So so the That's like Eso a very early mashup. Weirdly thing. enough, I had a thing the other day on Twitter where I mean Shane years ago did a thing called the Betamax years.
2: Shane Allen. Shane
1: Allen, where had this idea which was he it was his idea, like let's do something thing with archive which is like remember the rock and roll years. It was exactly rock and roll years. It was exactly rock and roll years. But what we do is we create take all that footage and we do like write new captions on the create fake history and uh, so we did that like, five-minute thing of that. And then in the end, it was all fake stuff. And in the end, we ended with that Omen clip. And only the other day, like, I, it's been on YouTube for a while, and then people like Sam and Jesse and like, Simon Blackwell, and all these people, Charlie Brooker and Reese Shearsmith, had seen it and mm. said, this is really good. And I suddenly thought, well, maybe we should... It was such a fun thing to do. We it's looked, really
0: good as well. You know, we yeah, we looked at all this footage. All. Like, we got this, this
1: film, the thing we found, DLT Presents, it's called. DLT Invites, in the 70s or early 80s, basically it was like... Hi, I'm DLT, and we're having a party. with lots of my friends that are coming round to see. Basically, at the BBC—they've said you can have a whole night here. So basically, it's DLT in a suit. He's walking around with all like, Was like it a TV show? TV show. Yeah, but it was but a dinner party, in a d- TV studio. Yeah, it was like early. It was like before like Ruby Wax doing that thing. So he'd invite loads of people along. So you had it was like, actually
0: bigger than a dinner party, wasn't it? It was more of a shindy. It was, it was more a big shindig. It was like a big car, a say Mibble. Studio so three,
1: three with drinks, lights. He's walking around going, hey, and you see him really properly, like, touching a woman's back, a bare back, going, Oh, touching her back up. He comes, <laughs> he comes up to Lord Litchfield, and he goes, how are you doing? Yeah, and he's going, yes, great. So how are you getting... A good...? The thing about this party, is, it's a, it's a television programme, but... Like a party, you can't quite get what they're saying. No, it's cold. <laughs> it's they can't. They really come to really the middle conversations. Well. So
0: you're going like, "There's chatter." Oh, the no the beginning. A
1: chatter. So what's it like with you? So DLT goes, "Who's over here?" It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, Patrick Litchfield. Hi, Patrick. Hey. So what are you? What are you talking about? We're just talking about. Um, anyway. So anyway, they came on talking. He's like that, that. Wow. <laughs> and they're talking, interesting. Come over here. And he walks around to all these different people. It's awful.
2: Is this on YouTube?
1: No. I'm going to put it on tonight, maybe. I'll find it. Oh, like, you true. can't get it. There's DLT. We've got the VDL Susumo, which is really boring. But DLT and Paul Gambaccini was there. Oh. Oh, listen. DLT invites. I would love to see this. Is there
2: another question?
1: I think we're nearly It might be the end. finished. <laughs> Look, you know what? We've done two hours. It's now 11 o'clock.
2: Are you not allowed to do
0: it longer than an hour? No, an you hour can. Just, it's really oh. hard to upload it otherwise. Boring. Um, Is it one last question? No, that's it. Question's gone. There were no more questions. Well, there is one, but it's I I don't know. Do you want to talk more about Queen? One last Queen question. Okay. Um, As a Queen fan, how do you feel about Mika?
2: Oh, I thought he was good actually. I didn't. I didn't see him as a. uh, I don't understand that. What that question? Well, in opposition to Queen. No. um, I I suppose is he inspired by Queen? Yes. Zx86. Actually, that I I love that band. Fun. Anyway. Yeah, they're really good, fabulous, and they remind me a bit of Queen. Obviously, mm. there's a bit of Scissor Sisters. There's a are they of... American or English? Fun. I think they're American. I thought they were terrific. Do you I... like Muse? Mm. Out, of, out of interest, yes, you very. Do, good. I do too. Yeah, and and I do like Mika as well. And I did a gig with Mika when he was fourteen. Did you? Yeah, I hosted a benefit, and he, he told me I met him as a, you know as a, uh, a few years ago, and he told me that. He was 14 and he got something wrong and he came off stage and cried.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. He's done all right though, hasn't he? Yeah.
1: He's done all right. I We're talking about him today. About
0: he still looks about 14 as well. He's very young looking. Is he still very young looking? Yeah.
1: As of tonight, it's now the end of February and we're coming to the end of our is night. Is it the 28th? 20th, well, by the time we'll do this is two the weeks. It's 24th now. Right. It'll oh, well, be over yeah. two weeks. We'd like to say thank you to Matt for inviting us to his hotel room. Obliging
0: you to... Giving <laughs> us up to,
1: two hours of his time... Yeah, and. up to
0: something much more fun. But actually,
1: you know what? It's been quite good. We've had a good old chat. Yeah. And I think we've had a nice time. And and I think hopefully people have enjoyed listening to it. Before
0: we go, Oscars, who's (coughs) going to win best picture? Well, it'd be almost
2: redundant by now. But um, people tell. So I've no idea what will win, but I suspect it could be Silver Lining Playbook. I've heard strong strong rumours on Argo. Yeah. I didn't see Silver Lining's playbook, which I heard is wonderful, but I thought Argo was pretty Yeah.
1: I think it'll be on Golden Pond. (laughs) <laughs> for best film best uh, script Schindler's list for best
2: actor do you know what's funny is that, <laughs> do you remember like the, the, me and David used to joke about the BAFTAs the BAFTAs used to be after the Oscars but mm, it used yeah. to just feel like really the BAFTAs used to feel really out of date yeah, yeah so when and they, doc, and Doctor when they in the House is going to win this
0: year they disagree <laughs> They'd come along yeah. like, disagreeing with the Oscars. Yeah, also oh, the BAFTAs well, was incredibly Brit
2: centric. Oh always well. British, yeah, always. So it's like, well, alright, okay, we understand that um uh <laughs> Silver Linings playbook has won, but we're giving it to Sex Lives of the Potato. <laughs> <laughs> really Brit centric. So it's like, yeah, alright, okay, you're gonna give your best actor to De Niro, we're giving it to Robin Asset.
1: Uh yeah. It's like I was watching Hugo today, which is which takes some going.
0: Because that's last year, that's not. Up to yeah, sure. but
1: they would have, again, they would no, have given it to Francis Delatour, wouldn't they? Like, and even yeah, yeah. best the best, su- best supporting actress. We'll just, yeah, I would be Sasha. Um, the...
0: Both me and Matt were in Oscar nominated films last year. Were, you, were we? You were, yeah. Oh, Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids, yeah. Uh, said, I think you said you won. Did you I say you won? I <laughs> said you won. <laughs> is that what you I said, went to, to, That's what you need to do before next year. I went to a few of those. Excuse
2: me! Listen to this. I went to a few of those awards last year. And um, uh, one of the awards I went to was the Critics' Choice, I think, and I was on the red carpet. Here's a nice story to leave you with. (laughs) And, um, uh, of course, nobody knew who I was or particularly wanted to talk to. In America, In America, yeah, you know, because George Clooney was like six paces ahead of me. So really, people are interviewing you and literally their heads turn 90 degrees. And, um, but uh, a woman said um, hey congratulations on bridesmaids and um, I felt a bit disingenuous I said oh thank you very much I'm only in it for um, uh, uh, ten minutes she says well enjoy your remaining five minutes of fame that's nice <laughs> I thought it was quite witty <laughs> it's but, it's,
1: but it? it's not really nice is it
0: <laughs> no but then nobody went to Hollywood for no. nice. But the, the, the killer about that is she called you over. It wasn't like you sought her oh, yeah, to chat yeah. with her. She called you over just the Of same.
1: course, yeah. Well, All <laughs> I can say tonight, I don't care. Tony, these people talk about the famous people they've met. <laughs> all I would say is tonight at dinner we were sitting right next to, almost next to, Lynn Foldswood and John Stapleton. And for me,
2: <laughs> you cannot beat that. Well, that brings us back, as we say goodbye, to a shooting stars question, true or false, Lynn Foldswood?